watching, you bunch of hot dogs. Hello, and welcome to Skidmark Central. This is Andy, and yeah, no deck today. He uh, is taking advantage of the, well, I guess, not really taking advantage of anything. The season's kind of started with the clash, so I guess he's slacking this week for, I don't know, one last hoopla before the 500. So, anywho, uh, I was just going to walk you through the clash and the results and how it went. Uh, not going to deep dive too much into it because it'll just be me ran or not even ranting, just <laughs> listing what happened in like the 10 races. Uh, but yeah, so here we go. So, I guess. Um, a quick overview from what we talked about last week. The Clash, uh, yeah, it was at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I always enjoy it when NASCAR mixes it up from the uh, the dark days of uh, a few years ago when they just, uh, it seems like there was no changes and NASCAR put out the same thing every year. If you didn't like it, well, that sucks. But it started on Saturday with qualifying and practice, and with that, it kind of just determined, well, it got people a, a feel for the track with practice, and then qualifying just got you uh, the lineup for the heat races, which were before the race. So the the first there was four heat races yeah four heat races and the first one like i said i'm just gonna whip through these all these heat races and then i'll i'll dive a little more into the actual race just to not make this podcast last two and a half hours um so the first race had kyle bush daniel suarez and Ricky Stenhouse and Ryan Blaney finishing top four, which was the what you needed to qualify in the heat races. So not making it in the heat race and getting dumped into the last chance qualifying race from heat race number one was Hamlin, Chastain, Todd Gilliland, Amarola, and BJ McLeod. Then heat two... After that, had Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon, Cole Custer making it in the top four, and then Bubba Wallace, Alex Bowman, MTJ, Harrison Burton, and BK going into the last chance qualifying race. Qualifying heat three. Um, the race, uh, kind of a surprise win here. Uh, Justin Haley won that one uh, with William Byron second. C. Bell third, Chase Elliott fourth, and then going into the last chance qualifying race was Almondinger, Harvick, Busher, Cody Ware, and Corey LaJoy. 
Then the last of the qualifying races had Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Michael McDowell, and Eric Jones uh, finishing top four. Then Austin Sindrick, Ryan Priest, Kurt Busch, Landon Castle, and Ty Dillon going into the last chance qualifying uh, race. So then there, with all of the people that didn't make the the final in those qualifying heats got dumped into two last chance qualifying races the first one so this it was the top three finished uh in or top three finishers in the race got into the heat or the final run or race or whatever you want to call it uh and the first First uh, last chance qualifier race had Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and AJ Allmendinger making it into the race with Cody Ware, Chris Buescher, Ross Chastain, Corey LaJoy, Todd Gilliland, BJ McLeod, and Eric Amarola all failing to qualify for the final, uh, final race. Then with the second... Um, last chance qualifying race yeah it was a little bit of a little little spice at the end here but it was ryan priest bubba wallace and harrison burton ended up making it but ty dylan won the the last chance qualifying race i believe he won it or got top three or something but he jumped the last restart and with that, NASCAR kicked him out and said, better luck next year. So, yeah, uh, that was kind of fun. But then also in that last heat, it kind of had a, a few big names not make it. Uh, in Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, and Alex Bowman. But Austin Sindrick, Landon Castle, and Ty Dillon also didn't make it. And... One thing to note here was Truex was in this this last chance qualifying race, but he decided to not even start because he, after the first qualifying races, first of the four qualifying races, he was guaranteed a spot in because he is the highest points getting driver that didn't or that wasn't advanced into the final by the time the last chance qualifiers races started. So he automatically made it in no matter what. So he decided to save his car and park it until the final. So with that being said, the starting, uh, starting, I guess, spots for for the the final clash, the main event, sponsored by Bush Light, it had Kyle Bush starting first, followed by Reddick, Justin Haley, Logano, as all of the the Heat winners, and then Suarez, Briscoe, Byron, and Larson as the second place in <clears throat> the Heat races, or all of the second place finishers in the Heat races, and then Stenhouse, Dylan. Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell as all of the third place finishers. Blaney, Custer, Elliott, Jones as the fourth place. 
And then the last chance qualifier winners in Hamlin and Priest and second place finishes by Harvick and Wallace. Then third place with Almendinger and Burton. And then starting last, like I said, was Truex with the 2021 points provisional as the highest non-qualifying starter or non-qualifying driver uh, out of the, the last chance qualifying races. So with all of that, that took most of the day. Uh, that was just uh, the beginning. The start of the fun was uh, Pitbull's pre-race concert. That's what everyone came out to see. Um, that I I watched it. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Pitbull, but hey, he owns a NASCAR team. He's a pretty famous pop star singer so why not let's have a let's have a pre-race concert by Pitbull Uh, it was enjoyable the all of the all of the uh, they look like moms up front that they kept painting to right uh right uh front stage were really enjoying it every time they panned to the audience it seemed like they were busy getting beer snacks and weren't even there for it but hey it's a concert by pitbull uh, at a nascar race that's not technically what people came there for they came there for the race it was just a little nice nice little bonus for the race goers and and uh i guess it was entertained for some so we'll leave it at that but what this podcast is about, which is Pitbull concerts. No, I'm just kidding. It's about racing. So uh, this, so it was 150 lap main with the people I I just started or just stated in it. Uh, it. It was it was fun. I I enjoyed watching the whole race. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, it was it was an interesting quarter mile track. I've never actually seen a a quarter mile track race before uh, i should say a paved quarter mile track track race before so it was it was kind of fun to see him see him kind of wheel it around the track with not much straightaway time and and i don't know you could just all but crash someone uh or hit someone as hard as you could and not crash them just because they're going so slow and have a pretty good chance of saving it. Uh, so it was kind of it's kind of nice to see him actually get pretty aggressive and and most always make it out of the turns turns alive without causing a caution. Uh, so with that, the the race goes green. Uh, Reddick doesn't take long to pass pass um. Uh, Kyle Busch and yeah Reddick kind of just set sail on the field and and yeah just it's pretty much clear sailing until about lap 40 is what it took to have the front of the field catch the back of the field because with with 23 cars on the track I mean before you even go green they're taking up most of the track so it doesn't take long at all but I mean, it, if you think of Martinsville, how short it takes to for the back or front of the field to catch the back of the field. I mean, this is 
this is a track half the size as Martinsville, so it takes almost no time at all to to make it one continuous racing loop around the track. Uh, so yeah, Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin are kind of most notable drivers that get caught a lap down on in that green flag run before uh, Stenhouse on lap 53 spins and that's kind of kind of when when the cars all just I don't know decided to fall apart like it seemed like the race was going fine and all the cars were working perfectly as good racing throughout the track uh, but uh, right as Stenhouse, spit, Stenhouse spins, Denny Hamlin goes to the infield with uh, mechanical issues. Uh, I don't think it ever got said, or at least I never saw what what happened to his car. But then uh, right as they're about to go green after Stenhouse gets going forward, uh, Briscoe pulls off the track with a drive train, a driveline issue. And and the leader Reddick also right before they get the green flag just stopped in the on the track with driveline issues as well, and they they did mention that this could be an issue going into the race. Uh, I they never really went into the details on the specifics on like the actual technology behind it, but with the new drivetrain or independent drivetrain or whatever they were calling it um on the broadcast they with the short i think it was with the short track um or the uh wow i just can't speak today with the um high torque uh that this track put on the cars it, it just wasn't jiving with it so they they clear off the dead cars from the track and get going uh, and they don't get too far into it about another 10 laps before Chase Elliott spins and I don't yeah he didn't get any help he just kind of I think he like wheel hopped into the turn came in too hot and and uh, spun around and yeah basically anytime anyone spun or got loose it just backed up the whole field so there's no shot at staying green when anyone got a little little upset just you had to stop and collect the field like guys spin around and then get going again uh <clears throat> so kyle bush is, still has the lead um going into or coming out of that restart and then on lap 75, um, uh, where are my notes here? Oh, uh, 75, Logano starts to give uh, give Kyle Busch the bump and does end up passing him, but they threw the caution like just before he was able to pass them, so Kyle Busch retained the lead because they had a lap 75 break. Uh, and with this break, uh, I I don't know if they got to change tires or anything. That They didn't really go into specifics on that because at the 
lap 75 race break there was a ice cube concert so nothing goes better with nascar than an ice cube concert uh yeah so he he performed a couple songs it's kind of the same gist as with pitbull few people were very into it the vast majority of the people were using it as a uh, as a normal as normal fans would use a race break would go to the bathroom and get some food and get back for the second half of the race uh so yeah that's kind of all i have to say about that one um so yeah the lap 76 the field restarts uh with kyle bush leading william byron second on the outside um and I think Logano, yeah, started third on the inside. Um, and, yeah, it didn't take long for Logano to start moving up again. He basically passes Byron right away. And then uh, he does fall back, though, a little bit with Larson charging hard. But um, Larson, Larson, that's pretty much all the noise he makes for the day other than some incident we'll we'll talk about in the future uh but we'll get to that so yeah then kyle bush is is the leader all the way until lap 115 when he starts catching the the back of the field to allow the the other drivers to to kind of catch up to him because at that point he was set in sail on the field i think he, he had a good second or two lead on on second and third place but it once you catch the back of the field it, it just sucks everything up like on on most tracks um but the lap 115 ryan blaney has a, a right rear suspension issue after he got pinched into the wall by eric jones and and uh, he was not very happy about that. So, yeah, he he took his car to the infield and then got out of his car and proceeded to take his Hans device and throw it in the direction of Eric Jones. They never got a replay of it, so I don't know if he made contact with him, but but uh, we, we all like to think he made solid contact to let out his frustrations. But... It's an expedition race, is what it is. We move on. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, getting to to Kyle Larson's little issue uh, that I think it was yeah William Byron were racing for, and so Larson got a little loose. Haley went uh, beside him could claim he was uh, still catching it and used him to to help himself he was caught his car and then you saw his car like turn directly left and just intentionally take out Haley which uh, at the end of the day it's um it's it's um short track racing and people get mad and it it is what it is uh at, at that aspect but uh, I, I kind of think it was on purpose because Larson 
I don't want to say thinks lesser of Haley, but doesn't see him as a, a true th- threat for for competing with him. So he kind of didn't treat him with as much respect as he should because, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but on the next restart, Kyle Busch basically did the exact same thing to Larson, and Larson just let him by, uh, which, in my opinion, if we're treating everybody fair, Larson should have just sent Kyle Busch into the wall, and uh, I would have been completely fine with that. But the way, yeah, the way Larson treated those two instances very differently would, I'd imagine, give Justin Haley a very sour taste in his mouth over over that. Which, I mean, like I said, Justin Haley probably not going to be competing up there with wins for Larson. But, I don't know, maybe something to look at in the future when Larson is maybe leading and Haley's about to get lapped. Uh, you probably bet that Justin Haley's going to, I wouldn't say rough Larson up. That, that would be way too much. But you could Justin Haley could definitely be a pain to Larson and maybe, maybe take away his line or slow him down or just little things like that that could make life hard on Kyle Larson um, just to have Haley know or show that he's there and he remembers because it's always well known that drivers have a have a long long memory but yeah that's that's all i want to get into on that it's just keep an eye out for that in the future it might that might bubble up again you never know uh so yeah that was lap 116 the race restarts uh Notably, right before that crash, uh, Logano did take the lead from Kyle Busch on the outside, which is pretty, pretty impressive. So Logano gets the gets a lead with just over thirty laps to go. Uh, yeah, Kyle Busch <clears throat> gets yeah gets by Larson with about I think. Uh, what is that like 20 to go for second so it's Kyle Busch in second with Larson or with Logano in first and yeah Logano kind of just sets sail uh once Kyle Busch passed Larson he he made a little effort to get to Logano but basically once he got excuse me once he got to his bumper he had used up all his tires at that point and there he and all he could have done at with maybe like 10 or so laps to go was when he was at his closest to getting to Logano was maybe drive it in super deep and bump him out of the way. But with Kyle Busch already using his tires, unless he crashed Logano, he probably would have just booted him out of the way right back in the uh, in the next turn. So it Kyle Busch kind of just laid off a bit. Didn't really didn't really um put up much of a fight towards the end and yeah just yeah Logano wins which I don't know it I mean it's hard it's first time on the first track or first time on the LA Coliseum track with a new car I mean you you could have guessed that one of the front runners was gonna win just 
based on skill alone with everything. Basically, the only variable in this race was the your driving skill because everyone had the same technology um, advantage, quote-unquote. And also, um, I mean, it was everyone's first time on that track in that configuration. So everyone was green, and it was just... This weekend was all about driver skill and how good you are at wheeling the car. Um, which, yeah, Logano is pretty good at driving. You hate to see it, but <laughs> there's good drivers out there, and, and Logano is one of them. So, uh, yeah, that was a clash. I enjoyed it. I would not complain at all if they decide to do this again next year. Uh I don't know, it just seems seems like a big waste of having to build a whole track and then tear it down. Um, it, I mean, I'm sure NASCAR more than made up for it. But, it, yeah, it just seems kind of wasteful. But it, if it provides good reason, I'm all for it. Uh, and, yeah, so that, that's Clash. Would, uh, would recommend to a friend. Uh, other news and notes kind of going into an off week is, is yeah, football's kind of throwing a kink in things. So what's up with that? Uh, we got the Super Bowl this weekend and NASCAR, though they'd like to be a known as an up and coming sport, I guess I wouldn't say up and coming, but maybe a, a second resurrection for NASCAR. Uh, they, they definitely know that they, uh, they're not on the NFL level yet, so they're not they're not touching they're not touching the Super Bowl weekend, and I don't blame them. So, kind of coming up here, everyone gets an off week to hopefully fix their car from the the clash and maybe get some get some more parts into to get a, a backup car at Daytona because odds are cars gonna get crashed at Daytona and. That just the way the cookie crumbles. And yeah, so it starts February. Well, I don't know if they do qualifying anymore. I don't see it on the schedule. Maybe let's try a different schedule. Schedule. No, I was just there. Come on. Use your noggin. Daytona schedule. That'll... I'll probably do it. Yeah. So, oh, they do. Nice. Uh, they probably, yeah, they just moved it off of Sunday because Super Bowl stuff. So they do have single car qualifying uh, Wednesday, February 16th. Then on Thursday, they got the duels. Um, same as always uh, on how, to, how they decide the starting lineup for the 500. And then on Sunday, 2.30 Eastern on Fox and Motor Racing Network uh, is the Daytona 500. Um, I mean, yeah, biggest race of the year. Uh, maybe not the best, but definitely the biggest. And and it, they definitely, I mean, restrictor plate races always give you excitement. Um I mean, Dak and I go into this enough, so I don't need to 
don't need to keep beating a dead horse here, but yeah, I guess I won't drag on too long. I, I didn't get a chance to look at any news or notes, but I doubt anything huge is happening. We can get to it next week uh, when Dak is back. So, yeah, with that, I think I'll end the... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, so next week we'll probably come out with all our last bit of news and notes before the season starts and then our our famous preseason predictions so get ready for that all of our wild wild takes uh are going to be coming in hot so so look forward to that and fantasy nascar that is happening this year uh don't don't you think it isn't um I just haven't seen any updates yet come out on the website uh, for the for the new season. I mean, if you are already in the league last year, we're uh, you're you're good to go. Uh, no need to worry about that. Um, but oh, I just I'm here. It looks like there's a, a a new. They just updated the website, so I take everything back. Uh, look for the the updated league information on our Facebook page, the Skidmark Central Podcast Facebook page or something like that. Just look up Skidmark Central Podcast on Facebook and then you'll you'll figure it out from there. We have faith. Um but yeah, now that I see that it's up and running, I'll get the get the post out to Facebook and yeah, look for our preseason prediction podcast next week um goodbye